Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a No Label Convo. Here, my boy, now. Yo. Shouts out to everybody subscribing on YouTube as normal, liking on Instagram, sharing. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Label the Pod. Facebook, No Label the Podcast. Now, go ahead, and get to the sponsor. Yes, sir. Shout out to our sponsor. Shout out to Guapcoin. Guapcoin. Cryptocurrency for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Monetize your influence. Get to it. Get to it. Some other some other good like black owned coins that's on the way up too. So be on the lookout. We're gonna we're gonna be shouting them out. Just we gotta our community gotta make sure we get on this wave too. We can't just fill everybody else's pockets. And should we see how viral it's going and the lady we're sitting with now. If you in Buffalo and you don't know who we look who we talking to right now, she better catch up. She been on the ground running, like running, running the city right now, biggest blog. We're sitting with Sneak vibing. Sneak vibing. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm so happy to be here. Proud of what you guys are doing. I've been a fan of y'all podcast for a minute. Yeah, Aww, we've been getting yeah, we've been getting support for for a long time. We <laughs> yeah, we was right. talking briefly earlier how we started like I think we started maybe a little less than a year, mm-hmm. uh, a little less than a year uh, at the same time type shit, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been going. Yeah. She's been showing love since we got started, and we've been showing love, and now we're here. Yeah, this now is we, so dope. Crossover yeah. episode. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did uh were you always just like in love with music and art? Oh man. Yeah. I've always loved music. I mean, to get kind of give a background, my dad is from the Bronx, my mom is from New Rochelle. He came up with like African Bombada, Grandmaster Flash. My mom came up with like heavy D, like she used to be friends with him and his friends and go to shows mm. and stuff. Was your pops so, like shooting video for them and stuff? Content? Oh, my dad was a DJ. Okay. So he was a rising DJ. Um, but then um my mom and my dad met, they became Christians, and then my dad became a Christian hip hop DJ. Oh. So I grew up kind of listening to Christian hip hop. And that was an interesting, like now being older, I'm like, man, I, my parents were kind of cool. Because they would, like, go to youth events and really get, like, young people involved, like, go to church and stuff. But they made it, like, fun, made it cool, and made it relevant. Um, so I've always loved music. And since I was young, my dad would be mixing in a basement. Like, he always had a DJ set, turntables. When it was warm outside, he would be mixing. My parents used to do outreach. Um, they were from New York, but when they had my sister, who was a year younger than me, they moved to Buffalo. So they would do outreach. My dad would be mixing, playing Christian hip hop. My mom and, and us would be giving away food to people. Dope. So um, music and ministry was always kind of like hand in hand, hip hop music and ministry. So I've always loved music, but I love the way music brings people together. Big and I kind of want to like stay on like the positive side of like highlighting all of these um, talented artists. So me growing up, I kind of grew up in the suburbs too. So being- Sweet um, home, right? Yeah, Sweet Home, yep. Shout out to Sweet Home people. Um, so when I, when I started at Buff State and went to college and saw all these amazing black artists, which I wasn't familiar with, I was like, I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sparked it. And then a couple of years later is when I really pivoted Sneak Vibing. So what did you study? You studied at Buff State? Journalism. So I was a journalism okay. major. I didn't graduate. I went there for two and a half, three years. Um, but it was a great experience. It was a great introduction into like Buffalo music community. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Shit, man. I, I dropped out and I ended up going back. And <laughs> I was always asking my yo, what like what am I doing? Da, 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 da. I was like, I, I was gonna go for music initially, like mm. uh production. Yeah. And then I was just like, 
uh, I, I'm already doing it because I was already working with uh, Indigo mm-hmm. Productions. They do all the outside events. And you were shit. gonna go to uh, Cleveland State for that, and when you went to Fredonia, I was gonna go to Fredonia because I dropped out. I dropped out. Took maybe two, three years off, mm. and then I was like, I was like, if I'm doing anything, it's gonna be music. Yeah. And I switched my major last minute, and I was I was completely done. But mm. then I met Morrow, and then we talked about music for like five hours. I ain't know him from a can of paint, and he was like. Bro, you ain't done with music. And I was like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then we just, we just, it, it snowballed in what we got here. So, so you were always on. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you was already, you was like kind of on the producer end. Like you like making music. I was dipping and dabbling in everything. I I made music. I went to performing arts for piano, play oh, saxophone, singing. Arts. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that, then you went to hashtag after. Collapsed out the eighth grade. <laughs> Terrible idea. But I, I met great people, so it was. You know yeah. what I mean. So, um, were you, um, did your blog start at Buff State or did it transition? Yeah. So, when I first started Sneak Vibin, I started Sneak Vibin in 2013, 2014. It was just a personal music blog for me. So, part of the reason why I started Sneak Vibin, because I was a fan of like The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. Hot 97, Ebro, Big Boy, um, Big Boy in the Morning in LA, Angie. like Angie Martinez. Love Angie. I would watch those and um, Angie repped. But I feel like a lot of times, like um, even um, before Joe Budden had his podcast, he had a uh, what was it on Complex? Everyday struggle. Everyday mm-hmm. struggle. Him and academics. I got a love hate relationship with him, but <laughs> we'll pass <laughs> Don't on we from there. Um, uh, women were always the mediators. Mm-hmm. Like Nadesco was kind of a mediator. Like I love Angela Yee, but Angela Yee was kind of mediator. I never seen women like taking charge of the conversation because I know they got their opinions too, and uh, hip hop is a, a lot of women are fans of hip hop too. I feel like sometimes um, guys don't understand that. So I kind of created Sneak Vibin as just a personal blog to talk about music I like or music I feel like should get more exposure. And then, you know, I kind of went through this journey in like I think 2018, 2017, I knew I wanted to pursue Sneak Vibin more. But 2018, I really put it in action like late 2018. And then 2019, I was just outside. <laughs> So the yeah. writer, being a writer is what started like the blog. Was there anything you wanted to do prior to writing, like involving music, maybe producing, making your own Man. music? Man, when I thought I was gonna be a professional dancer. <laughs> I legit <laughs> thought I was gonna I love music so much. I got into dancing. Shout out to Verve, shout out to Shane Dupree. I used to go to Verve Dance Studio and um be in the dance battles. Shout out to uh James Levi, aka T E I N. Shout out to Flywalker, like all of them. I was obsessed with the dance community in Buffalo. So that was kind of an introduction too, um, as well. But I thought I was going to be a professional dancer. Uh, something music related yeah. for sure, kind of like you. Thanks. But then in um, high school, like I really got into, I was really into my English classes. I was really into reading. I used to read a lot. Um, and I got into writing. And then when I went to Buff State, I got into writing more. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, because I, shoot, I know I tried every, I flipped every stone with the, with the music stuff. Well, singing. I originally went to college as a journalism major. Oh, really? I switched after my uh, first semester. Too much like, work? So, you know how when you go into college, like freshman, mm-hmm. you're normally taking like CCC courses. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I was taking a lot of like major courses, like for the major. Oh. And then, so I had like a 300 level course. It was like the main professor. Oh, it was overwhelming, probably. Not even. It's just that his style of teaching and like his personality. The way he made like Off-putting. writing seem like it was gonna be, it was like I'm definitely, I definitely don't want to do this. Mm. And then I ended up going to sport management, <laughs> and now I'm doing a podcast. 
videographer. <laughs> it well be like rounded. that. Yeah. yeah, the road, the road always got turns in it. Shit. Yeah. It, it, so true. That's a. Big it's all about rebranding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so once you once you uh you left Buff State, did you know you wanted to do the blog like full time, or you just? Man, I w- like the blog was a passion, but I couldn't. I couldn't see that this could be like a reality yet. Like I couldn't see that it could be a reality. Um I I feel like I went through a stage of like I wasn't sure of myself, like sure that I could do it. So, um funny enough, I was dating this person and he was like, "Just keep like doing internships and stuff." Like he actually pushed me. I was like, that was the person I needed to push me to keep going cuz I don't think I would have kept going. Um, he was like, do internships, like do whatever you can, apply to this, apply to that. And so I interned at the public, and after that, I interned at WNY Muslims, writing a lot. And then what really um, hit me was uh, I went to a Buffalo Bloggers meeting, and <laughs> I I was kind of unsure, like the vibe I was getting was a little different. But then there was this. Uh, there was this woman, a uh, white woman with a bald, uh, blonde, like bald head, like short, short cut. And she was like, we covered badass women. And, and her whole vibe was just so different. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to talk to her. Um, and her name is Christy Mangle. Shout out to Christy. Shout out to Queen City. She runs Queen City Webzine, an all-woman ran blog and webzine covering. They were doing their thing, too. Um, they were covering like women-owned restaurants, businesses, all in Buffalo, all women writers covering music, everything. Um, and so I got with her. She allowed me to just go. So I did my first series, Fiery Femcees, and I covered Love the Genius, Desiree Key, Shay Noor, and AI, The Anomaly. And when I did that and saw the reception and how they allowed me to just do what I wanted, I was like, that gave me the boost of confidence to like, oh, wait, I can do this. Yeah, what year? Um... This had to be 2018, sometime 2018. Okay. So, yeah, 2018 was, like, the shift in, like, being confident and, like, I can do this. Um, but Queen City really let me do what I wanted on their blog. And that I shout out to them. Because I don't think, if I never did that, I don't think I would be where I am now. Word. So, shout out to them for sure. Oh, yeah, they gave you the blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fire, that's yeah. fire. So you talked about uh, that's in 2018. You, you we were talking and you said uh, 2019. You really hit the ground running. Yeah, outside a lot. That's because that, when I remember when I came back to the town, like that's what I wanted to do. I was just like, I'm, I got to get outside because yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been here for so long. I got to da da da. Yeah. And what 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 all events were like you popping out at? Like let's say it was it was rocking in 19. Um, shout out to oh my gosh, Ryan. What's his last name? He basically was having those photographer session parties um, at uh, the Lafayette. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Very I think he moved weird. to New York City now. I had covered him for Queen City, and then I had got like formed a connection with him, and that's how I was introduced to the um, I forgot her name, but the woman that runs Buffalo Bloggers. I got introduced to her. I got introduced to um, a couple other creatives. And um, I started going there, and I was connecting with everybody. And then you have to remember, like, I already had some connections from the dance community. So I would see, like, certain dancers that I haven't seen in a minute, and they would connect me with people. 
And so I went, I think they, I think he had like three really big events. I went to them and I just connected with mad people. And after that, I was like, oh, I got to be out here. So I started following people on Instagram, following. I would just randomly follow anybody that was from Buffalo that was creative, that was doing something, I would follow and just kind of stay tuned on what they was posting and the events I would be there. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was jealous in uh, 2019 because I was in, I was in Africa. I was doing a music, oh, yeah. Motherland. I, I was doing a intern, a music internship out there. Wow. But I really, really wanted to be in the city, like and be in Buffalo, because mm. so much was going on. Like everybody was blowing up. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, man. And then I'm like, okay, shit. Next summer, I'm gonna be able to. Know what I mean, yeah, yeah. But Corona and shit like that. Oh man. It'd be like that. But uh, did um when when COVID popped off, did it did it slow you down or did it help it grow more? That was a transition. So many changes were happening like in my personal life that it kind of gave me the time to uh really like go hard with sneak vibing cuz I feel like I was posting stuff and sharing stuff but not as consistently as I am now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of got that like um like got a certain method down pat during like um COVID. So it was a really it was a transition that I probably needed and I was blessed enough to not have such an unfortunate experience, except for the summer, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people were still outside, but it was still not a lot of events were happening. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I always looked at COVID as a blessing in disguise. It was like, yeah, it's like a gift and a curse. Yeah. yeah. It allowed you to sharpen your sword. So you step outside, it's like, okay, we're going to see who was working and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, and it's just shit. And we see, we see where sneak vibing is now. <laughs> so it's like, shit, you definitely, definitely use your time wisely. Thank you. Shout out to 2019, though. I have to say, I'm so lucky and blessed because 2019, it seemed like all the artists were like popping off. Every artist was putting out projects, like, and I'm just getting in the game. So I feel like I was kind of just in a lucky situation, Mm -hmm. but shout out to everyone that came before me because I know there were so many um, people that were doing kind of like what I was doing. Shout out to Neff. Like, she's been in the scene. I call her my OG because she Mm -hmm. was putting me on, teaching me stuff, so... Um, shout out to Herb. Shout out to so many other people. You guys, like, there's so many people that's that's already been connected. So I feel like I'm just kind of lucky and blessed in a way that I really got into it 2019 when everybody happened and like you know be going in. Facts. So yeah. So so being a black woman in the writing space Oof. and hip hop, like, yeah. how 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 is your experience like? Is it over welcoming? Is it People standoffish or like try to not take you as as serious. I feel like early on, but I'm kind of a realist, so I know early on. I I will say this too, like one of the things I feel like even what I'm doing now kind of and I even inspire myself because one of the reasons I um, took a long time really doing sneak vibe and how I wanted it to because I was like I don't know how people will receive me, you know, and I kind of had like that. I'm just being honest. I had like an identity crisis and when I was a teenager because I kind of grew up in the suburbs. I wasn't sure how people was going to take me, how I talk, how I look, all of that. And um, I was blessed enough that like when you do it and you have the confidence to do it, people will take you seriously. Um, I feel like there's still certain things that sometimes people don't take you as seriously because obviously you're a woman in a male-dominated space. But I've just learned just keep going. Like there, I people have doubted me, but I'm like, okay, I just realized, and I don't even take it personally. I'm like, I just have to let you know that I'm serious about this, so I just keep going. 
You can see it through the content too. Like you can see your yeah. passion and how you're passionate about like mm-hmm. hip hop and the music, like your yeah. brand, all of that. You and also have to think, rip, yeah, take you serious. So at least I did. Like when I seen it, when we seen it, it was like she really cares. Like she's really passionate about it. I appreciate that. Also, another thing too, like you know how, um, uh, rest in peace to Virgil. But uh, there was a quote that Virgil said that he's trying to. He's he's doing what his seventeen year old self always wanted to do, or oh, something yeah. like that. Uh, all the art he creates is to inspire his seventeen year old self. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing with me because when I was young, growing up in a predominantly white space, I didn't see a lot of black artists. So when I went to Buff State and saw how like there were so many young black people from everywhere mm-hmm. that was doing what they wanted, um, making their own clothes, making music, like I was crazy inspired. And then realizing that there was a lot of other black creators in Buffalo that I didn't know. I'm like, man, I wish I would have known about this when I was younger. Because I feel like if I was younger and knew about this, I would have been going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So that sneak vibing is also kind of satisfying, like my 17-year-old self wanting to connect with other amazing, talented individuals. So yeah. Yeah, they'll definitely see it because your light is shining. And like, I always look at people... I, I. I judge it by how much energy, how much of their energy are they putting into their work, mm-hmm. and it's like, I like I'm like I would see you posting every day, like you your work ethic is crazy. Mm-hmm. So right. I was just like I was yeah. like yeah anybody. I'm not even at the level I want to be. That's what, <laughs> when people say that I'm like I'm not even where I want to be, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm like serious. Like I still feel like there are certain times where I need to do like I need to do better, but I know part of it is my passion, so I just, it just naturally keeps me going, but. Yeah, man, it's it's all about the progression. All about the progression. <laughs> Facts, steps. You gotta respect the steps. Yeah. So, what's some of your favorite events that you've attended? Oh man, this is hard because then I per- might not mention one, and then I, uh, it'll per- come to me pers- later. Personal, yeah, personal, favorites. personal favorites. Like you, you went there not even to do a blog, but it was just like, yo, I went here, and it just so happened to be dope as fuck. Because when he asks it, I'm sure it's a couple that popped into your mind off rip. So I will say one of the first events that I went to that I like fell in love and I loved it. Um, shout out to Buffalo, shout out to Lindsay. He had an all women's show. That's where I met DJ Little Gab. That's where I connected with Lindsay Nix. That's where I met Love the Genius. That was a huge moment, like shift. So I connected with people. I saw Vonzella Joy perform. What year was this? How long um, was what was this? Had to be maybe twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. It might have been tw- late 2018, 2019. Probably. Like right before COVID. Then. Yeah, um, and there was a, an amazing show. Um, I met. I think I met Hefe Boss up there too. I met mad people there, um, and it was like a packed show. It was super dope. Yeah, that got to be one of my favorites because that's like when I really started to network with a lot of people. I mean, just a lot of talented people. Um, ooh. Uh, What's the place downtown that they they have like some rock shows there sometimes hip hop shows too Mohawk No, not Mohawk. Um, Milky's? No, not Milky's. Venue? No. It's a small spot or a big spot? Chip on chip on. It's um um the pizza place is right there. It's like in the cut. Oh, oh uh, mess. Wait, is it Mohawk place? It might be Mohawk place. Could be. It's like in the cut, like. Across the street from like a parking parking lot. Yeah, you think of mess, mess lounge? No, it's not mess lounge. I think it might be Mohawk Place. I'm I get myself confused, but I saw Freak the Mighty, 
Kane Wave. Um, who else? Spacebound. Yeah, them, uh, them three right Yo, there. They're gonna bring the energy. <laughs> that show was <laughs> insane. Said, wave Their right. energy, there was a couple other artists, but I mean, crazy show. I've never been to it. I've never been to a show with like so much energy. The crowd was going crazy, water was, was being place. thrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Mohawk Place. Um, I think that might have been early 2020, maybe just before the pandemic hit. Yeah, I'm, that show was insane. I'm still mad. Spacebound had a show, and I'm gonna say Freak the Mighty was there. They had it was. I don't think it was like a garage or something. But I was there. Some, man, yeah. I was so mad. I missed that joint. I saw the the videos. I mm-hmm. was like, why was it like? I was. I'm still. I'm still a little salty about that joint. <laughs> I'm still. Yo, that was that was different too. I was behind. People was mosh pit, and I was behind the gate. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't. You yeah. weren't trying to mosh pit. I'm no, no. The way they was knocking people over. Get a sneaky jab. <laughs> the, way they, the way they was knocking people over. Nah, nah. But that was that was actually a dope show too. That that would be up there. Um, shout out to James Wynn when he had Wind Day. That was at um, Sugar City. What used to be Sugar mm-hmm. City. Um, that's where I saw Anthony. Nineteen ninety nine. I got really into him as an oh, artist. Man. He was like one of my. He was one of my favorite artists for a minute too. Um, who else? Um, I think Freak the Mighty performed there too. AP, all all of them. I got put on to a lot of artists too at Wind Day. So shout out to James Wynn. Um, yeah, there's there's yeah. quite a few, but I would say those four is up there for sure. You know, one one thing that like I feel like they sleep on. It's like that. That sound like the Space Bounds, Freak the Mighties. Uh, Wakefield free music party. Yeah, free music. Oh my god! Like, like it's, it's like hip hop, but it's mixed with like almost like rock alternative genre bending. Like yeah, very hip hop music. Mm -hmm. There's like it's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. How'd you like Mm -hmm. the uh, Buffalo Ironworks show? I seen you at the Brother Tom and uh, Brother Tom World. Yeah, that show was super dope. I got to like go backstage and talk to him. I got to meet Flex Baby. I've been a fan of him too. I got to meet him. Um, man, that show was super dope. Young World and Brother Tom Sosa is in my top five right now. Both of them are like just so talented. They're super versatile, great spirits. Um, they just got music that I really vibe to. Like, great performers, like they know how to control the stage. Great like, performers. Interact with the crowd, yeah, like man. early on. Yeah, like. And they, they're just both really talented individuals. I, I, I really admire what they do. Shout yeah. out to Bizzle too. He performed as well. Shout yeah, Bizzle on the beat goes crazy. All of them. Um, I don't know their names. Shit. When I play the piano, uh, Ron, Ron Bronner, Winton. Um, the A team, I think is. Yeah, yeah, they go by the A team. Bulgaria on the beats was there too. I got to meet him. Shout out to him. His beats are crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo man, we got so much. We got so much. So much talent. Man. So much. Um, yeah, I'm. I do you think? Do you think us not having as big of a market slows us slows us up, or do you think it's more of a or just like an exposure thing? Like people just got to hit the ground with the social media stuff harder, or you think we should travel more type of thing? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's we are a smaller market. Um. So I think that definitely plays a part in it. I think um, we have some, there's like amazing artists that I would love to connect with, 
but they don't, their social media presence is not as prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll drop like a song and I'll be like, oh man, I can't wait. And then they go MIA, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, the artists have their thing, their whole creative process. So I definitely respect that. Right. But um, yeah, I think part of it is the market. And I think more if we like unify the different sounds. Because I think there's a still large, I'm starting to realize there's a very large part of Buffalo that is not aware of how diverse the hip-hop music here mm-hmm. is. So one of my biggest goals with Sneak Vibe, and if you notice, I share all different type of artists. I'm not limited to one sound. Mm-hmm. And that's like my whole goal with um, Sneak Vibe is to share the landscape, like the hip-hop mm-hmm. landscape. There's so many different sounds. And I feel like if there was more crossover and more a, a little more, I feel like we're, we're getting to the point where everyone's unifying and working together, mm-hmm. which is great. But I feel like if we continue doing that, yeah. We will take off. Sky's the limit. Because yeah. yeah. on the outside looking in, everybody just think it's Griselda, the boom bap, mm. the grimy yeah. sound. Yeah. But it's yeah. so much more. Yeah, you definitely that. got yeah. the mother. So much more. Because I was, I always say, like, Buffalo is so segregated as a city. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, if you born on the east side, like, you really not going south Buffalo. Mm-hmm. There's no reason mm-hmm. why you're going to north Buffalo. There's really no reason to really to do that. Yeah. And it's like, our sounds, we forget, like, there's different sounds in different parts of the yeah. city. And it's like, bro, if we can create space where everybody can eat and mm-hmm. everybody can hear it, bro, it's only a matter of time. Like Only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, man. This I, I love what what you do because it's like we've all been we've all kind of like known that mm. for for, yeah. for a while if you live in Buffalo. But like you being able to highlight it and put that into your brand mm. is like that shit I think that that's that's what makes yeah. makes us great. That's what makes you great. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So definitely appreciate you doing that putting the, for sure putting the city on. i think a huge part of i've always been a very big on communication like making things clear like and so i feel like sometimes it's hard for people one of the things i get is that people will be like i love your blog because you explain like what's going on and what's happening and how we can keep up with these people and i feel like sometimes um artists like don't think about that like they'll they'll post a picture of something like on the way <laughs> but no one, no one knows unless like you know you're you're really tapped, yeah, you're in, tapped in. Then you know. But like if you want people to like know what you're doing, you have to communicate. This is where I was. This was at so and so and so and so. I know hip hop people like, no, I gotta stay low key because yeah, you, you know I'll be out here. So I under I understand that. But to a certain degree, you gotta let people know what's going on, where you're gonna be performing. You know how could people connect with you. So, like, I think one of the biggest things is, like, this is what's happening. Here's the caption. Uh, we were at so-and-so, at so-and-so. And I think it's just being, like, straightforward. People can be like, okay, this venue, this place. I can I can follow this artist here, tag the part, you know. So I think that's a big part of just with the writing and just communication and music together. And it's something that's simple, but it is important. Yeah. And I like yeah. bridges that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's one way that you... Like keep up with all the events and like make sure you keep the those lines of communication open so like you're not missing anything and you make hitting all your spots, hitting all your traps. Man, I always feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I can never make it to everything. The cool thing now is that a lot of artists know what I'm doing or artists will tell other artists what I'm doing or their friends what I'm doing. So a lot of times people will DM me, hey, we're having this event here. Love for you to come through, which really helps. <laughs> um, but also I just keep up, to, I follow like... Every oh, a lot, I follow a lot of artists in Buffalo. So, like, they'll post something, I'll save it, you know, try to put it in my schedule or 
try to be there. So a lot of times it's between that, following everybody and keeping up to date. And then also people always hit me up, DMing me, texting me, letting me know, hey, this is happening. That's dope. So is it is it just, when you started Sneak Diamond, was it just you? And how has the team grown since your inception? Man, that's, it's amazing to see the progression. It was just me, um, kind of like doing my thing. Um, I got a shout out to my dad. Um, shout out to Pops. <laughs> DJ Slack on the beat. Um, he helped me a lot. Um, for a minute, my sister was helping me too. So shout out to her. Shout out to Adaria. Um, shout out to all of like videographers that has helped me. Shout out to Omri. Shout out to Hubert. Shout out to Cam. Eula Banks. She's doing her thing with... I think she's making a movie right now. Shout out mm-hmm. to her. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Shout out to all the camera people that have helped me, the video people that have helped me. Um, so now we have grown. Um, I believe we have three writers. So shout out to Mark Griffin. He's shout he's hustling, <laughs> man. That man is a machine. Shout out to Mark. Um, shout out to Felicia. Um, she works in the mental health field. So she and she's a music fanatic too. She the one but, do mental health um, Mondays. Yeah, she does mental health Mondays. So shout out to everyone that has been interacting with mental health Mondays. Um, um, we have a new writer named Shayla. I believe she went to school here. She's back in New York City, but um, she's a music fanatic too. So um, she's working with us. And shout out to Eula Banks, Cam Banks. Um, she's I believe officially now our in-house camera person. So and shout out to Omri too. He's always helping. Oh, shout out to Brett. Brett Mike Media. Man, how could I forget him? <laughs> he's helped me with all the uh, rap series. So we've done three so far. We did one in the summer, one in Christmas, and we just did the Black History one. Um, man, he's a beast. He's super inspirational. So shout out to him, too. He's not necessarily on the team, but he's like honorary. He's like a yeah, family member now. Yeah, that's all right. So, what exactly yeah. is your rap series? Um, So a goal I want to do this year. So I did Sneak Vibe in the summer, if any of you guys Saw that. Mm-hmm. So I like I think I had like Brother Tom Sos, Vlad Millie, um, and many others too. Genesis, a lot of dope lyricists from Buffalo. And we filmed in like I think all black owned or local businesses in Buffalo. We filmed them rapping, um, a cappella. And that was like something I've been wanting to do, but I finally did it and we got great reception from that, um, this summer twenty twenty. And so then we did it again. Um, Christmas, and we had like Basero Omar, we had Franks, we had Jillian Hainsworth, the Poet Laureate, mm-hmm. um, and many other people too, um, kind of either rap or sing or share poetry, um, you know, during Christmas time. And then we just did the Black History one, and that one um, was to kind of honor a lot of lyricists that's been in the game that are a little older but still doing their thing, son of Tony, El Biz. Um, Pretty Bully, like all of them, AI. So we just did that. And so I want to keep that going to kind of highlight, you know, these amazing artists, lyricists, poets in Buffalo. So Yeah. So when we were getting people on your team, were people reaching out to you or were you like looking for people to add to the squad? It's so crazy because it really happened naturally. Um, (laughs) uh, I was kind of a fan of Mark. I kind of saw what he was doing and then... He reached out and um, we connected and started working. Felicia reached out to me early, like, yo, she was an early, she's actually an A1 fan. 
Because when I first like started sneak vibing, she I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who she was. I never met her. I don't know how she came across sneak vibing. She emailed me and was like, hey, I see what you're doing. I would love to be a part of it. And I'm like, oh, this is like crazy. So, and then I think a year later, I ended up reaching back out to her and I was like, hey, I would love to have you on the team. Because I had to kind of get right, know what I was doing first before, you know, mm -hmm. I'm managing other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So, shout out to Felicia because she was A1 for sure. And then um, Shayla, I met when they, I think we, there was like a black woman's picnic or something. Was that 2020? Not 2021? Sure. I think it was 2020, summer of 2020. I went there, met a lot of amazing black women creatives and just amazing black women in Buffalo. Um, but I connected with Shayla, and um, we would stay in touch and occasionally chat and talk. And I had reached out to her because I saw her write a piece about, I think, when George Floyd happened, Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter, she wrote a piece that I really loved. And so I reached out to her and was like, hey, I would love to have you on the team. And then um, I think a couple months down the line, she reached back out to me, and we connected and worked that out. And then Cam, how did I meet Cam? Cam was super dope. I, we probably, I think we bumped into each other a lot at events, mm -hmm. but we became familiar with each other, and then we started chatting and talking, and um, she's helped and supported. So, yeah, it's really, uh, everyone that's on the team is organic, but right now our team is Felicia, Mark, um, Eula, and um, Shayla. I'm, I'm excited. Dope, dope. Yeah. The sneak vibing family. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I seen you at uh Bouffe, you had your whole family out there. I thought yeah. that shit was so dope. <laughs> like just really? seeing the black Thank family, you. just like yeah, you just told me, yeah, about it. and just like gathering around like somebody in the family who's like on a mission, like doing a passion, like that shit like spoke to me. I was like, I was like, yo, that's hard as fuck. Thank like, you, man. Everyone thought Hubert was our brother. I know he's dark skinned like us. He's not. We're not related, <laughs> but everybody <laughs> thinks he's our brother. But he's like, he's like family. Um, my he actually went to school with my sister, and man, I used to finesse when I didn't have a laptop. I would my sister was going to Kanisha's. I was at Kanisha's every day doing posts for Sneak Vibing. Come on, I didn't even have a laptop yet, and um, I, I was like, "Give me your password." Um, and it's funny because I had went there one day, and she was, I think she was like, she was like, "Hey, I have this friend that's really into music and stuff. Um, you should connect with him." And Hubert came down, talked to me, and we talked for like an hour, like an hour and a half. And I was like, wow, yo, this dude is dope. He's just super talented. Um, he's another creative out of Buffalo. He's low key, but when 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 that time comes, he's gonna he's gonna blow. That's he's super right. talented in everything he does. So Yeah. So man. So with uh with just how hip hop is just growing as fast as it is, we kinda like our generation, we didn't really experience like the blog era, mm. like when yeah, everything yeah. was like going crazy. Like it was like around the mixtape days, type shit. What do you mean, our generation? Oh, my fault. You're younger than me. No, <laughs> like, I feel like we did. Like Wiz and all, like all those people, currency. That was the blog era, right? Wale, yeah. J Cole, mm. they but, came up in the blog era. That's fact. But I, I don't remember like reading blogs. Like I don't remember re really reading you know music I mean? blogs either. Yeah, I did. Uh -huh. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> that's what I was doing before, like like you said, you were into the Breakfast Club, Hot 97, yeah. I was the same way. Like before getting into the YouTube, watching the interviews, I would be into like the blogs and the magazines, all that shit. Yeah, I wasn't reading, I, I occasionally would read magazines, but I wasn't reading the blogs, but I was watching like, 
the YouTube, when they got prevalent on YouTube, that's when I got really tapped in. Copy. Sure. Yeah, because I feel like right now it's just like for what, like what you doing, like it can. I don't, I don't like, I don't maybe see it on my on my algorithms for social media, mm. but like I don't know other too many blogs that like are doing it like you're doing it. Cause like mm. I, I follow like one of my favorites is like uh, DJ Booth, mm. and they they mm. drop they write amazing like articles and they have a lot of great content of artists that you don't necessarily hear, mm. and it's like they're they're very really really good. But I don't see too much like content as far as like social media and uh, just out being them being they're outside. Buffalo based? Nah, no, I'm they're not. No, nah, I'm oh, not okay. even sure if they're Buffalo based. But like two I, dope boys is a good one too. Back then, you ever heard of them? Yeah, yeah. You heard two I dope feel boys. like I, I, I follow them. They they dropped a uh, like a good list of like maybe like twenty tracks every week. Like yeah, they songs. they started off as a blog too though. Mm. Okay, where where yeah, but like yeah, I definitely like. How, how how you deliver it, it like is is dope and that's what that's what drew me to it and I know I know that's what draws other people in. Thank did, you. Did it take you a long time to get to like branding of it like intact? So this is what I realized. I think I've always really liked branding because I've always been like I've always liked to look at things like that are visually pleasing. I think even dancing kind of contribute that contributes to that too. Because dancing, you're literally make, making a picture with your body of the music. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it in a pleasing way. So I realized, like, I'm very keen on knowing what looks visually nice and what people mm. will be enticed by. I will say, though, um, I'm a huge fan of Complex. Because they have the... They're the one that do the freshman class. Or is it XXL? XXL is the freshman class. But Complex, okay. yeah, they had a little But bit I'm obsessed with Complex content. I love the way they put their stuff together. Right. And then um, I know... They like bought out pigeons and planes. I was really into pigeons and planes for a minute too, their blog and stuff. But I would watch them. XXL too, I would watch. But I feel like I would read a lot of like complex mm. and pigeons and plane. And I love the vibe they had. And I was like, I want to do that, but like in my style. Yeah. So I feel like I just kind of observed how, how you get content out there. But I think right. that I think there's an innate piece that I just naturally like to have things that look visually pleasing. Oh, oh. It took it took me a while. Like, I didn't like Complex for a long time. Like really? Complex, yeah. To me, Complex was like the corny. Like, like, like I thought it was corny. Like, I felt like it felt like it was a bunch of white people looking mm. at rap culture or hip hop culture and just like, man, this is cool. And versus mm. like really like being a part of it. Like, con- uh, let's say contributing. Like mm. whether that's talking about people we don't necessarily find an undiscovered artist or. or mm. Just more of a more of a street element, like that's yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I that's what I'm like drawn to, but like at, I think when right when they started making uh the shows yeah started like making everyday like struggle. everyday struggle and stuff yeah. that's Sneaker when show. yeah that's when I was like oh okay this I like this yeah like and it, it it pulled me in like I fuck with complex I don't know if she runs XXL or just the freshman class part um but she did a, I think she did an interview. On Breakfast Club is a, is a white woman. I was like, mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there for a long time though. She was yeah, there she when, was doing uh, it for a minute. I think when Elliot, you know Elliot Wilson. I think yeah. when he was at uh, when he was there, she was working there as well still. So she like oh, he was part there. of XXL. Where, wasn't Elliot XXL, or was it the Source? I mean, He's at one of those. But either way, whichever one he was at, she was there with her. So she's been in it for a while. Yeah. She's been in it for a minute. Yeah. Um, so that, and someone actually recently told me that, you know, a lot of these hip hop platforms, people that's writing and working are 
predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. I'm realizing that sneak vibing is not it's not just a personal thing anymore. This is a movement and it's a woman ran, black woman ran hip hop blog. And I think it's this is probably a good timing to have a woman ran hip hop blog because there's Thanks. a lot of there's a lot of women that listen to hip hop and that are fans of hip hop. Well, you being so in touch with everything that's going on in the city, mm-hmm. I know you have have to use social media a lot. Yeah, you ever get like that social media fatigue? All the time. <laughs> I want to take a social media break so bad, to be honest. But like right now, I'm such on the grind that I'm like, I can't. I have to stay in tune with everything that's going on because I don't want to miss my moment. You know. So, but it's really a balance. So I will say there, there. Um, if you guys notice, like my stories, I do a little later. Like I was doing stories seven a.m. every day mm-hmm. for a minute, um, and then I stopped that, and I'm like I do around one. I think I was like checking like algorithms and stuff, and they said the best times is between one and three. Mm-hmm. So I do it around one. Try to do it around twelve thirty, one o'clock now. Um, but yeah, so I have certain segments of my day that I'm like I'm not gonna be on social media. But I'm still on social media way more than I want to be. Gotcha. Yeah, you got to have that do not disturb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to use that more. I use that shit all the time. I, I yeah. know. <laughs> I, I would call him two, three times in a row. Like, yeah, one of these going to get through. But yeah. Yeah, because we, we definitely, we dealt with that too. Just like trying to keep up with mm-hmm. posting every day, making sure you just have something. You're putting out something. Yeah. And definitely, it's definitely draining. It's like we yeah. both had to try to like, like yo, I need a week off, bro. Like <laughs> just yeah. handle it. I'm like, I'm like, all right. You know, we just try to double dutch it. You know what I mean? Take mm-hmm. the reins. I take the reins. So you don't have anybody else that helps you run like the actual um, Instagram page or social media page? Not right now. I'm hoping to get this one person. We'll see how it goes. And that's a very important job. I feel like I'm still a little protective of that because yeah, you know, you once you give someone the rights to have access to your social media, you know, they have access to a lot of pertinent information. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I'll talk to artists over DMs and stuff. So that's that's something I think that pro- I will need that down the line. Um, but man, I'm kind of overprotective of that. That one close. Yeah. That's probably what's going to allow you to take that break that you need at some point. Yeah, yeah. And be able to keep the ball yeah. rolling. I think you can schedule posts now. So I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to get into that too instead of waiting. Um, and then posting like five minutes before I need to post. Yeah, I know so, they got yeah. a couple websites where you could like schedule them for like a month. Yeah, yeah like a month. or schedule them all on the same social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so synchronized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, who are you? Who are some? Uh, what you want to say? I was gonna ask about the Christina Kanye doc. Oh yeah, we get that later. Who are some of your favorite artists from uh? From Buffalo, though, like who do you listen to? Like I know you got to discover the music, post the new yeah. music, da da da. But personally, like who do you play on a daily? Um, I told I'm Young World. He has a uh, oh my gosh, I cannot remember the title of the song for anything. Um, oh my gosh, what is the title? I can't think of it. But I'm Young World has a song that I used to play every day. Is it the um, one he performed? He, he performed you it. Out. Oh, were you there? Yeah. Yeah, he shouted me out when I, yeah. He literally, literally was sing, was looking at me and we were singing the chorus uh-huh. together. I was sitting, I was sitting um, behind you. Oh my gosh, I cannot remember the title of the song for nothing, but I used to listen to that song every day because the words he was speaking in that song, I, th- I think the song is talking about like, 
you know, having a hustler mentality, you don't necessarily have to be the streets to have, like, a hustler mentality. You could be from anywhere, but if you're grinding, you know. And that's, I think, that's one of, like, identity issues. Shout out to all my awkward black kids out there, because I was definitely mm-hmm. one of them. I was definitely one of them. Um, and then growing up in, you know, a suburban space that I felt like I wasn't taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, she got it good. Or And I was in church, too. I was always in church, so... I was like a church kid too, so um, I feel like people. It was it's hard for people to take me seriously, um, but you know, being a hustler, being a being on a grind is a mentality. It doesn't no matter where you're from. You every wherever you're from, you're gonna have to prove yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a the struggle is different, but everyone kind of has their own struggle. So that song like really touched me, and I think he kind of. Yes, somewhat of kind of like the same background, so I think that's mm-hmm. why I connect with him. Um, also, I'm Young World and Brother Tom, so it's a lot of their music is, they have like certain faith-centered music, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say I'm a religious person, but I'm definitely, um, I definitely have faith in people, faith in humans, you know, that most people try to do good, but circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I love that aspect of them being like, you know, like humanizing you know, what the struggle is, humanizing um, what they go through in their experiences, and then also having, um, including God and, like, faith in their in their music. I think that's why I really like them, because they're a perfect balance of that. Um, who else? I'm really starting to become a fan of Pretty Bully. I don't know if you guys know her. She Not runs no. with, um, I think she's part of, like, L Biz's team or crew. I really, I'm really starting to like her. Um Love, love AI. Again, AI, you know, she's a Christian rapper. She's doing her thing right now. Um, love her. Um, funny fact, my dad used to interview her. He used to go to her ciphers. So I feel like I'm kind of doing what my dad used to do. My dad had a platform where he was covering Christian hip-hop in Buffalo for a long time. Mm. So I'm kind of basically doing the same thing. But um, he always makes platform? a joke like I went the secular side. Huh? What's, what was the name of his platform? Uh, gospel party. He still runs it too. He actually um, just got in with WBNY at Buffalo State. Okay. So he runs his. He's actually doing his radio show right now. He's on the radio um, every Saturday at one p.m. and he also does like a live um, Sundays at seven called okay. the Gospel Party. So if you want to tap in with Christian hip hop in Buffalo, definitely tap in with him. Sure. Dope. And that that's how like I kind of approach my stuff too. Is like I like artists who have that. That deeper side, yeah. Where, whether yeah, it's yeah. like religious spirituality type thing, yeah. and it's like when we when I sit down with people, I kind of want to see if if they have that, because because yeah. when when I listen to artists, a lot of the times like we see these stuff that happen in the media all the time, like mm-hmm. R. Kelly or whoever else, you know what I'm saying? And it's like we don't see that side. We don't see the hidden side. This hide. We always see the artist. We don't yeah, see yeah. the person. Yeah. So it's like when I when I interview people, it's like I want to know who the person is who makes the music. That's that's how and, I am. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that's that's how I found some of my favorite artists. Like it was like he he made a joke the other day. Like I play Earl Sweatshirt. Mm. He said I always play Earl Sweatshirt. I didn't like Earl Sweatshirt when I first heard him for years, mm. but then like I listened to one of his interviews and he was just like normal person. And then I heard him in his music, and I'm like, oh, shit, no, no, this is really him. Like, he's not. There's new context there. Yeah. And it was yeah. like him. Uh, I, I started rocking with Action Bronson because of that. Uh, shoot. Who else? Like, 
Joey Badass and like all of that. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, that's how I got. I like I like yeah. the artist. Sometimes I don't even listen to their music, but it's like this person. I'm going to support them, and I yeah. want them to win. I was on another podcast, and I talked about how Joey Badass like expanded my taste, my music taste, because I wasn't into like '90s golden, you know, mm. golden age hip hop. I wasn't into it, but when I started listening to Pro Era and Joey Bad, I got into it. Once I listened to Joey Bad, Wu Tang made sense to me. Before it didn't, mm. but after that, I'm like, ah, I get it. Bridge that for you. I get it. Yeah. Right. So I feel like sometimes you kind of need like that introductory, you know. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Spotlight Series. Y'all need to come because that's kind of like what Neff is doing with Spotlight Series. Like we interviewed a person, so you kind of get context, mm. but then they perform, so you can connect with them. You know, it's an intimate setting. That's so right. if you didn't get your tickets, gains. Um, this month, I can't remember the date. What was it? What was it? March nineteenth, <laughs> March nineteenth, Spotlight series. So you definitely want to be there because um, it's a new experience. It's really connecting with one artist, and you get in, you know, getting to know them. So I'm excited about that. Shout out, to, shout out to my boy Game. Facts. Yeah. Native still bumping Native Son. That joint in my. Oh man! <laughs> oh, how could I forget Games? Um, yeah, Native Son, one of the best, pro- uh, one of the best projects out of Buffalo. Yeah. So, uh, did, did you check out the Kanye doc? I watched the first episode by myself. I watched the second episode with my dad. Yes. I am so conflicted. I think like a lot of people, I am so conflicted with Kanye. Like, he, you know what he represents? Um, he represents, like, y'all know Dred Scott? How Dred... The Dred Scott case where yeah. he like escaped from slavery went came to the north, but he did like a bunch of he like finessed his way to the north or something. I don't remember mm. it exactly. That's what Kanye is like. Kanye, for a lot of people, or even like um, well I don't want to say that that might be too extreme, but Kanye is kind of like the one that got away. Like he's the one that got away with, you know. Okay. And I think for black people, he's kind of like this hero. Because there's not a lot of black men that can go with everything he went through and like still make it and still like have so much control and power. Mm-hmm. And I think for, you know, our history, you know, has kind of like um, limited the, like how we, our upward mobility, socioeconomically, all of that. And Kanye was like able to get through all of that and still have control. And now it's almost like I have the power, so I'm going to do whatever I want with it. And part of, I think part of that we're attracted to, then the other part of that is like, oh, he's dangerous. So it's like this very weird, conflicted feeling I think a lot of people have with him. It's like, I I love the fact that he's a black man and can control like what he does artistically and creatively and has so much influence. But then the other part is that uh, there's still so many toxic qualities. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I, so I think with him is like, what he remember for our culture, he's like, he his first like he had Jesus walks playing in the club, yeah. You know? In yeah, an era yeah. in an era of gangster rap like mm-hmm. yeah. Jay Z, Fifty, all of them, and it's like it was so like yo, if he can do this, he can kind of do anything. Yeah, and people champion, it, and he was he's gonna speak his mind no matter what. Yeah, and what I what I loved about the doc is the fact that he was able to like this is him, like it's it's been it's him. Been him. Yeah. It's not, this isn't like a new. Thing or he adapted some new stuff. Some things got like enhanced. Like yeah, your right, ego right. got way bigger. 
But yeah. it's also a, a spot where it's like, ah, but he was yelling at the radio host when he before his album was coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let me yeah, finish. Yeah. I'm up here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yo, oh shit! Like, no, this is really him. Yeah, he's always been like that. I think an important part because you did you see part three? Because you only named the first. I, two I didn't parts. see part three yet. It was an important part that he said he told uh, Cootie, his cameraman, that like mm-hmm. now he like once he got in it, I think it was after. Might have been after college dropout drop or late registration mm-hmm. that he was now like playing a character and he wasn't necessarily like being him at all times like in the media. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where like he kind of got lost or people got lost or like connecting with him because everybody connected with him in the beginning college dropout late registration. Yeah, yeah. Then it was like when the antics or saying a lot of the stuff that's when people disconnected. But that necessarily wasn't Kanye. That was the character he was playing as Kanye. That's an interesting thing because. What made Kanye great is that as a black man, he showed vulnerability. Like, All Falls Down is probably one of my favorite songs. Through the Wire, like, all of his songs was about him being vulnerable and him being transparent about his life and experience. Even in, I think, the first episode, a lot of it is talking about how rappers kind of have this certain facade. But I was thinking about this. I think about this all the time. It is awkward to be a rapper. Like, the life of a rapper is uh-huh. mad awkward. But nobody talks about that. They got to make it look cool. They, yeah, they got to make it look cool. It's mad awkward. I remember going to this uh, this music video. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the person if they know who this is. I'm not going to say. But I went to this music video shooting. And everyone's just kind of standing around. And then as soon as the video, as soon as the camera turns on and the music turns on, everybody's getting lit. Ooh. There was this one girl like that took her clothes off, and I'm like, this is so <laughs> awkward. I, I was like, first of all, like, I felt so awkward, and I know other people felt awkward. It was so awkward. Then the ta- the st- music stops and the camera turns off, everybody and everybody, stops. everybody's quiet again. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the life of a rapper. But um, that's what made Kanye great, and that's I think that's why a lot of people disconnected with him because now he's become those rappers that he was kind of. Not necessarily condemning, but saying like, you know, we need to show a fuller, um, the 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 fuller experience or identity of what a, a rapper is. So that's I think that's the conflict a lot of people have. No, that's that's and that, that's valid. That, I I see. I, I just I try to not look at him as a as a rapper, like because like how he came in the game producing, mm-hmm. it was so much like. There's so much you're not supposed to produce and rap, and it's like so he, people. It's like why not? Yeah, it was almost yeah, yeah. like they said I couldn't do this. They said I couldn't do this, and I'm doing all these things. Hmm. What else do they say I can't do? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Let me put on this red hat. Let me see what happens. Mm. Can I? Can I? Can I not do this? And I, I feel like like a lot of the times we see in his uh, social media rants and stuff now, and mm-hmm. they they say, uh, what did he say? He's like, oh, they saying I'm crazy because I was. Uh, crying about um over abortion and mm-hmm. he was just talking about he was like he's like but if if I was if I was crying over somebody said a nigga getting shot oh oh no that's okay mm-hmm. it is very he, he he I don't think like I don't think he's like saying like everything that he does is like I don't say right but it's like mm-hmm. he pushes I feel like he, I love the fact he pushes the line where yeah, it's he like pushes boundaries yeah, yeah. it's like is this is part of the, all part of the human experience of everything he's doing. So it's yeah. like, who's to who's to say what's okay and what's not? 
who's to right. say that I can't go through a, a very public divorce and not drop an album that goes number one? Mm. It, like, it's a very, I'm not letting anybody control my narrative. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so, wait, wait, you having a blog and stuff, how, how, does, how do you feel like about your impact about controlling the narrative of Buffalo? Man, I I really just try to share um share the diversity. Um one of the things <laughs> if you if you follow my personal page, one of the things I have is hip hop corniest fan. Um there was a friend of mine that used to call me corny all the time and all the no matter what I did. And I'm just naturally fascinated by things. I get interested in things. I think I'm naturally very curious. And that, and that's also what keeps me going and being curious about artists and stuff, and like, I used to hate when people would call me corny and people call me corny all the time. So I kind of embraced and said, you know what, I'm hip hop's corniest fan. I'm I'm a fan. Some people might think I'm cheesy or corny or not fit into a certain role. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, like for example, but look at Nardwar right now. Mm-hmm. He's like Lit. okay. <laughs> He's like the ultimate, you know, like weird. Yeah. So I I think there's space for um, us to be who we are. And my that's my narrative. And just understand this is my perspective of how I'm looking at hip hop. And, you know, as my team grows and stuff, that's why I love that I'm not the only person writing because I might miss something or might not see something that someone else sees. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, huge thing. That's why, you know, everyone shares their perspectives and everyone can get a different vibe, different artists, different sound, different commentary. And it'll sneak yeah. up on you, so it's like a sneaky, like a sneak vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Corny's joke. But I will so, say, yeah. sneak vibing, so I came up with the name sneak vibing because I was going to Buff State, and this is, this is when everybody started using the word vibe, like mm-hmm. it's a vibe, it's a vibe. And then uh, people started using sneak dissing a lot in songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like sneak vibing because I was the type of person that I would, I would listen to music, I would listen to different things, listen to. But I would, I noticed I would always like be onto something before everybody was onto it. Mm-hmm. Like I would listen to something and then it would take off a month or a couple months later. So that's why I named it sneak vibing, and just being a woman and but kind of being tapped in. Sometimes people don't think that you're tapped in. I remember I went to Jim's Stakeout one time. I listen to all different kind of music. I went to Jim's Steakout one time, and there was this white guy, um, like nerdy white guy. He was at the counter, and he was playing Watsky. I don't know if you know guy, if you guys know. Probably not Watsky. So he's this like white rapper that I think has like a mental illness, but he raps insane, like Eminem mm. level type of rap. And so when he came out, I was really into one of his uh, projects. He was playing Watsky, so I'm like, I ordered my food, but then I was like, Yo, I love the music you're playing. I love Watsky. He was like. He dropped everything. He was like, I was not expecting you to know who Watsky was. <laughs> and I was like, snake vibing. Like, you don't, you never know. You might look at me and think I, I'm not tapped in, but I am. So I think that's where that's where the name came from. That's dope. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'll I, I be laughing at myself sometimes because it's like, I don't, I was never a big talker, mm-hmm. like before, like getting in front of them cameras and microphones. But it was just like, I I realized that I had, something to offer but it was if people look at me you see me walking down the street they wouldn't be like oh that's he's a 
podcaster or oh yeah. he's a math educator yeah or oh like it's something that it, it could easily sneak up on people but I feel like that's one key that like controlling our narrative yeah. that allows us to be able to show these sides like black co- hip hop co- hip hop black culture itself is like it's an onion like it's so many layers to it man like, you can really that's a perfect metaphor mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, man I, I'm I'm just happy I'm happy like people that look like us are able to say what the culture is and right. how we interact with it. No, it's not just gritty boom bap. It's no, it's not just uh, cool fashion stuff. It's, we have many different facets. That's yeah. the, I think that's the importance of media, like media and controlling our narrative. So, so we can say who we are and not be defined by. So true. Men. Buffalo's is a magical place. Like the more I learn about Buffalo, the more I realize, um, and just like even with my spirituality and stuff, Buffalo has the potential um, to be such a great place. But I think sometimes people um, people try to capitalize on things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I recently found out that Buffalo um, has one of the biggest like fresh water resources, like mm-hmm. the culture here, the history here. How we were in an industrial city. We were one of the biggest, like we were number like six biggest city in the yeah, US. Yeah, like, like all these amazing facts, all the amazing talented people that came from Buffalo mm-hmm. that went on and done amazing. I mean, look at Griselda. No one was, no one was really tapped in to like boom bap, gritty hip hop music. And look at what Griselda revived. There is like a re- rejuvenation spirit that hip hop has, or I mean that Buffalo has, and I feel like. Like you said, controlling the narrative. I feel like once it's in the rightful hands of the rightful people, we'll take off. But we just need to like form that unity and work together, and we'll take off. Buffalo is a very interesting place. Like oh, we, yeah. the potential we, here is crazy. I always look at it like shit. We got the same potential as as important as Washington D.C. is to America. Yeah, Buff, like we literally our city is designed yeah. just like Washington D.C. Wow. Like so, like we have that same potential to yeah. do it in how us how we do it here right it can be magnified to the world in that same light see effects of it yeah man so, this is divine timing for sure i feel like fact. what griselda's doing is just an introduction it's the beginning yep. of a movement mm-hmm. like yeah because i'm, I'm really kicks the door yeah. yeah i'm seeing it now i'm seeing it just like it's a lot of the artists that we already mentioned like hey when i was in africa and i seen how much they the scene wasn't popping. Like, it's six mm-hmm. million people in the city. I was in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. But the local scene for rap and stuff was, was, wasn't the best. But wow. I just so happened to go to one, I go to one party and I meet the big, some of the biggest artists out of Cape Town. They doing stuff for Earth Gang and all wow. this other stuff. Like, it's, it's so much that can be done. And like, yeah. we don't, I feel like, because a lot of people don't necessarily travel to other countries. Yeah. We don't see how dope black culture and like hip hop is and how much people look at it in awe. Like, <laughs> like if some of these artists, like if that's one of my goals too, is to like take artists to different countries, like doing tours and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can do that and show you, I can show you how dope the world thinks you are. Yeah. That shit would change the world. Like people wouldn't want to, I, I think of the big ass uh, mural we got down to. It's like keep Buffalo a secret. Yeah, <laughs> like man, it ain't, ain't gonna be able to. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna be able to for sure, man. 
I love Buffalo. It's amazing. Have you been able to travel in other places? That is a goal for this year. Like I was even talking to that. Like we, I definitely, I went to Chicago this past summer, um, and I was only there for two days, and I made friends. Just two days there, and I'm like, I'm capable of doing this. Like, you know how you know you like your potential, mm-hmm. and it almost scares you a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like because you know the responsibility that comes with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um. I, and I was like, if I was to set up shop in Chicago, crazy. I would go crazy. <laughs> so um, that's a place I've been checking out and looking at. New York, obviously. Um, what part of New York? I don't know. I have a lot of family that live in the Bronx. Might not be the safest place, but I have family there, <laughs> so I'm sure they'll, you know. Make sure you're good. Yeah, make sure I'm good. Um, Bronx, Brooklyn area. Um Texas, I have family in Houston, Texas. Um, someone place. just texted me and was like, yo, when you ready to come to Atlanta, let me know. So I was like, copy. But you know what's crazy? I like I don't even travel a lot, but this 2021, um, I went on family vacation to Mexico. I went to Chicago. Um, I end up visiting my cousins I never met in Texas, Houston, Texas. They was like... I, I we didn't even get to really we never really met each other. We talked over social media. As soon as I met them, I felt like, yo, this is a vibe. So, you know, they were matter of fact, I was only there for like not even a day, like eight hours. And then my other cousin who I thought lived in Indiana, she's like, I live in Houston, Texas too. Like Come on. let me know. Like I could I couldn't visit her, but that lets me know I got people everywhere. So mm-hmm. if I really wanted to travel, I can do it. So that's something I wanna do for sure. I definitely wanna start going to the festivals. Rolling Loud, um, South by Fest. Southwest. Yeah. Me and Kimon hitting Dreamville Fest this month. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so that's something I want to do for sure. I feel like if I start going to festivals and networking with the right people, you know, um, it, Sneak Vibing is really going to take off. I see the potential now, so I'm really devoted to really, you know, taking it to where it needs to be, for sure. We definitely looking forward to it. I know you were, you were killing another city doing it. Exactly what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm super excited. For sure. I'm proud of you guys too, man. This is (laughs) dope. Having these like conversations with artists, man. There's so many that I've watched that I've loved. And you guys, the amazing part, and and that's why we need um, black commentators, black journalists, black um, personalities, black men that are personalities, because you guys are able to connect with certain artists that might not connect. Like, I really loved. I think I watched um, Shot's interview I really liked. I think I saw... Even Shay mm. Norris' interview was really good. Oh, yeah. Like, early, I remember I was watching a lot of you guys' interviews. You threw us on the um, album? We, we, yeah. I, 5 a.m., I was like... <laughs> Which track was it? Bust the Fool. Yeah, go check that out. Bust the Fool. Super dope. Off our last project. Yeah. yeah. Super dope. Nah, we appreciate so, it, though. Yeah. Tom Sos interview was really good too. Yeah, so then I saw that one, I was like, watch. <laughs> that is definitely so, one of my favorites. So yeah. yeah. So um You know who I really want to do who I think it will be an incredible interview? Who? I really want Conway. Oh man. That's gonna happen. Yo, I yo, I it wouldn't be it because he I know he 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 hates like interviews and podcasts, uh-huh. but I'm like, bro, if I get to sit down with Conway, bro, he gonna be like it, it's gonna be a side people never like yeah. understood, and it's like it's in the music, but people don't 
adhere to certain Yeah, yeah. Things. And we have like connections, like Shots is his brother. We went to yeah. high school with yeah. Shots, had Jay Skis on. Like I have family that's part of his team that's with him every day. Yeah. So like it'll be a comfortable vibe. Yeah, for that's sure. Gonna happen, Conway is hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Did you guys realize mm-hmm. that? Like he's a he's so like like when you first see him, he's kind of intimidating. But then like I what I think it was Jay Skis' birthday party that he was there and he was like hilarious. Like was he's it? a jokester. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking of... He's like an asshole, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the comedian. I like that shit. When we was at Hip Hop Karaoke, they started playing his music. He's like, I don't even want to listen to my music (laughs) right now. I'm like, what artist do you know? He's so, like, honest. What artist do you know that would say that? That's facts. I turn my music off. Like, you know. The only person I ever heard say that was, like, uh, was Joe Button. Mm-hmm. It's like people try to play him in the club. It's like, oh God, please don't. <laughs> Turn pump it up off. <laughs> oh yeah, man. What would yeah. you say is like, I want to know, what is like your least favorite part about being a blogger and a media personality and everything? I know it's your passion. I know you love it, uh-huh. but it has to be some things that you're not the most fond of. I will say this. I'm actually a very, like you kind of were saying earlier, I'm actually a very shy person, very introverted. Like, even I was talking to, um, I was showing, I think, my grandmother, some of, like, the content I did for Sneak Lab. She's like, you never talk like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you're like you so open. And, um, but music is my passion. So I get, like, really excited about it. Um, but, yeah, there's sometimes when I'll go to events and I'll, like, take a deep breath before I enter the venue or take, because I'm, like, not even, it's a lot of social energy. And, you know, mm-hmm. with introverts, once our energy is done, we're no good. So that's why I'm like, I try to be low key. Like I'll be at a place, connect with everyone, have that energy, and then as soon as I'm out there, I go home because like I need to be like in that quiet space, you know, and kind of recharge. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then you deal with a lot of personalities. You know, you deal with a lot of different personalities, and I've learned to, um, I've learned to be more patient and be more. Um, empathetic too because I think sometimes and that's the great thing about connecting with a lot of people is that you learn that your way and your perspective is not the only way people live their lives differently you know you have to be this you have to be slow to judge them you know I think early on I would judge a lot and I'm like who am am I to judge like someone you know everyone has their issues but everyone just personality sometimes personalities don't mix not because you don't like each other or something but just personalities don't mix so it's learning to um embrace all different type of personalities all different type of people and it's a challenge sometimes because sometimes it's like but then you realize you know you're able to connect it's an opportunity to connect with someone that you probably never would would so yeah i would say the two biggest parts is Let me know if I'm talking too much. Oh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> you. How long are we on the... Uh... They they're not stale. I'm trying to offer you stale cheeses, bro. They're trying to offer you stale cheeses. They like puffy. Like, they like a puffy... Uh... Yeah, go grab one. They that all, one on. They all yeah. running? Audio's on. All right. 
Where's we at? You were saying like two things. Oh, two things that um that like are challenges. Being introverted and also you know just dealing with a lot of different personalities. Personalities were. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of when I when I made my shift it was like because I was very introverted for a long time, but I was mm-hmm. like, growing up I wanted to be a gangster, so I was just like, I, was like <laughs> I would be the silent, I would be the silent dude in the background, like when it's action time, you know what I mean? Just jump in, just go ham. Mm-hmm. But it's like, once I started learning words, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like expanding my vocabulary and shit. It was I was able to like, oh shit, I'm kind of good at this talking thing, so mm-hmm. it. I still have my moments where I'm like super introverted. And I still am definitely like I'm similar to you to where, for the most part, I'm introverted. But until I'm like around something or talking about something I'm passionate about, yeah. Like around yeah. my friends, they see a different side. I'm talking about music or like basketball, mm. and like I'm more passionate and give a different side. But yeah. just for the most part, it's just laid back, chilling. Yeah. Same way. It, it it's it's funny because it's like more and more we hear that in our culture. More I don't. Maybe because I was a kid, but it's mm-hmm. like more and more in like our culture, you hear like, oh, more and more introverted, like people like, or it could the shit, it just could be me, like meeting the people I meet. Because it's like a lot of people. I feel like people, because people now have the, like with social media, people have the access to like vocabulary. Like that's mm-hmm. why certain words become like toxic. No one's saying toxic five years ago. Mm-hmm. But then someone put a word to like a certain feeling or emotion. And everyone started using it. So I feel like it's very interesting how um, words, like, expand how someone mm-hmm. can talk and speak. But I really, uh, you can ask my family, I've been an introvert. For, yeah, because, man, shit, I, I know introverts. <laughs> like, I know people, I know homies that's like, they don't leave the house. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I, like, th- that's how I am. Like, even, I will be excited for an event. But it's just the fact that I have to leave the house. It's like yeah. I gotta push myself. Like the process of actually going there. No, yes, facts. I have to sit there and think about it. Okay, what well, what will I get out of this if I go to this? And then like sometimes I'll be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna go. And then when the actual event starts, I'm like, I was stupid. Why didn't, why mm-hmm. didn't I, you know? So I go through this like weird thing. I think another thing is I just like it's kind of weird, but I like people watching too. I, I like I like observing Same. and like I analyzing stuff. Watching. I Same. love that. So that's another reason why I'll just like play the background. Like that's to me that's that's like a date. Like, oh, you want to go watch people with me? Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. there's a certain type of I think there's a certain type of introverts people don't talk about. Like, I don't want to talk to people, but I like being around people. Mm. Like, I, I come from a big family, so I'm used mm. to so much going on. I like to sit and watch just people yeah. talk and do stuff. Yeah. But I don't want to necessarily have energy to talk to someone. Yeah, I don't have to engage in it. Yeah. I just want to sit and watch other people do stuff. I think part of like social media too, people see so much more and like expose so like you not you you don't feel like you're missing out as much. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Too. So it's like, shit, I can afford to be inside. I didn't feel like I'm not missing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, yeah. I'll be inside. Very true. Um, I, I don't blame them. So What's uh, what's some some things you got coming up that you would love the people to know about? Oh, uh, man. Well, first, March eighteenth, March eighteenth, <laughs> March nineteenth, Spotlight series with Gaines, um, um, Betty Croc Entertainment, hosted by Neff at Tune Works. Shout out to Omri. 
um, 7 to 9 p.m. Um, I will be interviewing Gaines, and then right after that, he'll be performing. It's going to be a super intimate setting. It's going to get, it's like MTV Unplugged vibes. Mm-hmm. So we've already done one with Lindsay. We've already done with with Kane Wave. Oh, oh, also, Lindsay Nix was one of my favorite shows, too. Spotlight mm-hmm. series, Lindsay Nix. That show was amazing. Beautiful. Shout out to Lindsay. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. Super big show at UB Arts Collaboratory. I am so excited about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, Ladies first. Um, in conjunction with UB Arts Collaboratory, it's going to be at Torn Space Theater, um, which I believe is on a film or I don't have the exact address. 7 to 9 p.m., April 23rd. We changed the date, April 23rd. What was the previous um, date? It was April 30th. But I think they took that down now. So it's April 23rd because um, we don't want to conflict. I think there's another big event on April 30th, so we don't want to conflict with that. Um, April 23rd, it's going to be, um, I believe, DJ Little Gab, DJ Bree, AI The Anomaly, Stacy, and we're going to have another featured artist. They'll all, all be performing. We're going to have um, a, a super exclusive mini doc to go with it that I'm super excited about. Um, this is going to be one for the book for, for sure. I love, I, I'm really excited about this. Um, um, we have another um, another dope project I'm going to be doing with Neff. I'm super excited about. Just going to leave y'all with that. We're still mm-hmm. working on it, but I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, that, those are the three big things, but there's so many things happening. Um, that I'm just really excited for this year for sure. Sneak vibing will definitely be on an upward, you know, progression right now. So Let's I'm go. excited about it. What that's what I wanted to ask you about. How was it like uh meeting Grandmaster Flash with the at the other art class joint? Yo, so grandma that was actually that touched my heart in a different way because my dad grew up going to like the courtyard in Bronx and watching Grandmaster Flash play. Um, that's the reason my dad started DJing. So when I told my dad, um, and, and by that time I had taught a class at UB Arts Collab, uh, for UB Arts Collaboratory and I was, you know, connected with the director and some of the other professors and, um, I was able to bring my dad with me and him to meet Grandmaster Flash and connect with Grandmaster Flash. So that, that made me happy because I was able to have my dad like connect with his like hero when mm-hmm. he was like 17 18 so that made me super happy yeah that's dope um but also just meeting him and seeing how down to earth he was and how like he was so connected with the time sometimes you feel like i think sometimes we assume that like older hip hop artists are like hip hop purists and they're not open to the new stuff like we assume that mm-hmm. but he's so tapped in with everything that's going on now um Man, his master class, he was talking about sampling and talking about all these amazing samples. Um, man, he was talking about how um, his mother, I think his mother was a seamstress. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he came up with the actual um, way of scratching and that he was testing different fabrics to see how the, uh, the um, like the disc or what is it called? The... The vinyl, the vinyl will can be able to play and scratch, and how when he first started doing that, clubs didn't want him to be there. He was scratching the vinyls. Yeah. The whole point of the vinyls was to take care of it. So he was looked down upon for a long time before mm-hmm. 
people caught on and it just inspired me like people are not going to be on your wave at first. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to keep going. What he was doing is totally like who thinks to say I'm going to take all the fabrics my mother uses and figure out which one is the best fabric for me to scratch better on a vinyl on when a perfectly every, good vinyl. On a perfectly <laughs> good vinyl when everybody is um trying to protect their vinyls, mm-hmm. setting them up. Mm-hmm. So I mean like it just blew my mind how you have to be so um, inquisitive. You have to be. You, ha- you have to be daring. You have to push the envelope. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash. That that just gave me another battery in my back for That's sure. Right. Well, people. Most people don't know is like this tattoo is 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 has a connection to Grandmaster Flash. Like really, is we're definitely Grandmaster Flash inspired. That looks like like an African hieroglyphic. Is that what it is? Uh, we talk about it off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um where where can people find your blog? So you can find Sneak Vibin blog on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All of them is at Sneak Vibin, S N E A K V I B I N G blog. Um you can find we have the Buffer Code playlist. So hashtag Buffer Code. You can find that on Apple and Spotify if you search or if you go to Sneak Vibin on our Instagram. Um, and I believe on Twitter too, you can go to our link tree and all the playlists are listed there for you. Um, so yeah, just search. If you search Google Sneak Vibin, I've done it many times. Um, everything comes up. The blog comes up, all of that. Bye. So yeah. Thank so, you guys for having me. Appreciate anytime. it. Appreciate this was great. Coming. We got to make this more of a regular thing too. For sure, for yeah, sure. I got to interview y'all because I want to know more about like y'all story. <laughs> that might be dope. something we do for Sneak Vibin. That would be cool. Yeah. Shit, no label to pop. We out. Peace.